Hi everyone, welcome to It's All Good. This is a podcast all about well-being. Every episode, I have a new guest join me to share personal stories and give ways to take care of health and well-being. I'm Lauren, and I'm really excited because today I'm hitting two podcast milestones for me. The first one being I have two guests on instead of one, and the second one being I'm actually filming this episode. So if you want to watch my guests and I interact, I will link the video uh, from my YouTube channel in the description below. So today I have two of my dear high school friends joining me today, and let's get to know our guests. Marissa, would you like to get started? Sure. Uh, thanks, Lauren, for having us on your podcast. We're very happy to be here. My name's Marissa. Um, <laughs> um, I'm in my final year at UBC, getting my Bachelor's of Science in Cognitive Systems, so made, uh, studying cognition in the brain. Um, some of my passions include working with kids with autism, so that's what I do now part-time as a behavior interventionist. Amazing. Marissa's a really good person, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, I am Vanessa Jang. People call me Jang. This is my second time on the It's All Good podcast. Um, I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and I am graduating at the end of this semester, and I am very excited about that. What are you studying, Jang? I'm studying communications. Amazing. So yes, uh, she has been on my podcast in season one. If you want to listen to that, you can. We all went to high school together, so we've been friends for a very long time, um, which is really great. I I'm really glad that <laughs> I start crying on the podcast. <laughs> Kind of rising. I, it'll come, it'll come one day. In this episode, we talk all about quarantining with family. So all three of us live at home with our parents and or siblings. So we talk about what has been working for us during this time. We will chat about dealing with an anxious family member and also how our day-to-day -day lives at home have changed. Jang and Marissa will share ways that they've been maintaining their mental health during this time. But first, we talk about the early days of our friendship. I do have a story, but it makes, it might be embarrassing for, for Jang. And we're just not even in what? it. <laughs> oh gosh. Jang embarrassed Jang, that's okay. Wait, I, oh, I don't even know. I have to think about it. I'm trying to see. Okay, you carry on and then I'll probably realize what it was. I mentioned it recently, but it was when we were in grade 12 and we were waiting to hear back from university. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know the story. Can I tell her? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. It's yeah, okay. Fun. Wait, Marissa, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, okay, okay. So we are in uh, our study hall where we ate lunch at the time, and there, there's probably like 20 of us in the room, and Jing is looking at her phone, and she, <laughs> she gets this email from Western, which is the university she really wanted to go to at the time, and she opens it, and, she's like, and she like gets up from her chair, and she's like, guys, I just got into Western, and everyone, we all start cheering, we all start just like celebrating, and then 
I was like, and then it died down after like a couple minutes, but you were so excited, Jane. And then I was like, oh, can I see what an acceptance email looks like? Cause I hadn't gotten an acceptance yet. So I'm like, what does it say? Like, we're pleased to invite you. So I'm reading her email and it says, it says, we have, <laughs> so I can't even say, we have received your, your application. And I'm like, Jane, you didn't get in. <laughs> You just received your application and you were like oh and then you get up and you're like never mind guys just, they just received the application didn't get in so, okay. i did end up getting in though you did you did yeah i did i did and oh my God. too early to know too like it was only a couple universities that were sending yeah um, acceptances mm -hmm. so i was i think i was a little skeptical i'm like wait like Western is already giving, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Oh, that was funny, yeah. I thought you were going to say she didn't get in. Uh, like, it was a, I regret to inform oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's said, like, we had, we have successfully received your application. Oh, yes. Oh, my yeah, gosh. That would be a very sad story. And I, I got in, everyone. I got in. Yeah. yeah. And then, that um, was a good one. I remember that. Grade 12. Do you remember that, like, a specific instance though or just me saying it before like the story oh no i remember that time because like i remember jane getting up and be like never mind <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey sometimes it. you gotta own up to your mistake and i feel like owning up to it publicly and humorously it's makes it less embarrassing you know mm -hmm. i like how you say publicly they're literally like 20 of us other grade 12s in our class and like the majority of them are our friends so it wasn't really yeah. but i just remember that being funny oh i just thought of something actually that we can add um so marissa used to work at a pho restaurant when we were <laughs> 12 and for a long time i think maybe you didn't tell us because yeah. you didn't want us to visit or maybe that was the, the place that you worked at after um because Jang and I would visit so often, mostly Jang, but we would go, and not because the food was even that good, because we just wanted to bother Marissa. <laughs> like, we'd go on, like, like, Friday nights, and just, we would, like, would we sit at the bar, or, I don't know, maybe that's what you did when you went alone, Jang, but, um, I just remember whenever we'd walk in and we would make eye contact with Marissa while she's working, maybe she's, like, helping a customer, maybe she's talking to her manager, but just, like, a, a look of of dread of like <laughs> of glaring <laughs> she just didn't want us to be there but secretly i think she enjoyed it that we were there because you know who doesn't want to see their friends at their place of work actually maybe not i definitely but, went a lot do you remember what i would order <laughs> every week to the point where my coworkers knew who she was <laughs> it's like oh, i always go after the gym i would always get i would always ask can I get the lemongrass chicken, but instead of lemongrass chicken, can I get lemongrass shrimp? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing, because you guys, every time friends would come, they'd, like, make it so complicated. Order <laughs> what's on the menu or don't order at all. Yeah, and the avocado smoothie. Smoothie, too. which so I hated making. Jang would be, like, put her own input, a little bit more. <laughs> or, like, it's not enough sugar. <laughs> yeah, and that's for more condensed milk. Yeah. That's so annoying. Like, like, Marissa, you would make it in front of Jang, like the... Well, yeah, because she would sit at, like, the bar area, so I'm just, like, across, 
And then the smoothing maker is right there, so she can see what I'm putting inside, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's a little bit more sugar. Ring even had like the punch card, like if you go frequently and then you get a stamp every time you order something, and you probably accumulated a lot of those cards. Yeah. But a lot of money. It's not cheap either. It's pretty expensive. I think you single-handedly supported the Fla Fla <laughs> business. Then when Marissa quit, I stopped going. Then they closed down. Oh, well, they did. Oh, they're closed down yeah. now? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Like a year ago. Was it because of Marissa's um, diligence and her customer service? Yeah. The business that I brought. <laughs> <laughs> to start off this episode, we want to talk about what's our living situation like? So I'll just start us off. So like I said, I live at home with my parents. I have three older brothers, but they're all in their own places right now. And obviously we have not seen them because they don't live in Vancouver. And we also live with my grandma. She's 92 years old, still kicking, still still at it. Um, and my life hasn't changed, or like my living situation hasn't really changed at all because I already live at home with my parents. So that wasn't much of a shift for me. I'd say the main thing that is a challenge is explaining this whole pandemic to my grandma. And we're not really going into depth because she won't understand. She has dementia. So she'll watch the news and she'll say like, why are they wearing masks? Like, and then she'll also say, why, are, why can't our cousins come over and watch TV with us? So she's kind of like confused. And then my mom will say, all in Chinese, she'll say, oh, there's a virus right now and we can't like interact the way we did before. So that has been an interesting thing that I didn't really anticipate that we'd have to explain to her, but we're kind of, it's kind of like a child, right? You don't explain like the details of your parents' divorce. Sorry, that's dark. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that's me. Jane, what about you? Um, so I live at home too with my parents. Uh, my dad's moved from the office to working from home as most people have been, and my sister has been mostly out of the house, um, but she's also been working remotely as well. That's about it. Nothing special. Short and sweet. All right, Marissa. <laughs> well, um, I'm also living at home with my family. I have my parents and then my three younger sisters. And actually, one of my sisters usually lives in the UK with her boyfriend. So they decided to come back to Vancouver um, at the beginning of this whole quarantine. So that's what's been a little bit different because we're usually not all together throughout the year. So that's been good, a new change. You have so many people living in your house because you also have students as well. They're staying with you. Right. I have one, uh, one home stay student. So there's a total of eight of us in our house. <laughs> Whoa, that is a lot. Do you ever feel like just there's so much going on, or is it totally fine with you? Oh, all the time. All <laughs> the time, Lauren. There's always something going on. Um, and I was thinking the other day that I thought we would be so much more annoyed with each other than we have been. But, like, don't get me wrong, we've definitely, like, had our um, conflicts from time to time. But I think that a big thing is that we each have our own spaces. And so we each have our own rooms with our own desks so we can still do like do our own thing but also spend time together. The balance of both helps it not go crazy here. Mm. Yeah. 
oh, that's good that you guys like respect each other's spaces and you can kind of like retreat when you need to. That's, I definitely am very grateful for my space and that I have my own room too. Um, because it, I definitely think it can be easily easy to get irritated with people that maybe you just are spending a lot more time with. So yeah, being um, aware of like my space and other people's space have been helpful too. Exactly. And it's kind of funny because we have we have signs on our doors that will say like in work or in school. So you have to respect the signs, you know. I love it. I feel like in our house, we all kind of have our own floor. <laughs> Because, like, I'm always in my room upstairs. My dad's den is, like, on the main floor. And then my mom's office is in the basement. And there is, like, rarely any, like, interaction between us throughout, like, a typical, like, 9 to 5 workday. Because I'm up here doing school. My dad's doing his work. And my mom's retired. So she, like, watches her Korean dramas and all that. So my next question is, how have your family members been coping during this time? So I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, but I would say my parents are definitely, they have different interpretations um, of the virus, or not interpretations, but they, they definitely have different opinions about it. Like my dad is definitely more anxious, just in general, so he tries to like stay up to date with the news as much as he can, which would overwhelm me, but can bring ease to other people. And he's definitely more cautious, like he hasn't really left the house much, other than doing lawn work or like doctor's appointments, but he's very much like, okay, I, we'll, we'll do our part and try to stay home as much as we can. My mom is more, um, I'd say she's more adaptive and, and, and able to uh, adjust to like new living situations. She's more of a homebody in general so she enjoys being at home so she's like wow this is a great time i think she's really thriving actually the main difference is that she has to work from home so that has been new for her learning all the technology learning how to use zoom and she's always asking me like how do i turn off my mic and my video which i feel like is it's probably the number one thing you should know before a group call um although she is gonna go back to work next week actually which is like exciting but at the same time we're we're cautious of course because we don't want to possibly trans transmit the virus to my grandma and so yeah I guess that's the main thing is like my parents are getting older so like I'm more I guess I get more anxious if they you know once life returns back to similarly to the way it was before but we'll see we're taking it one day at a time but right now I think we've adjusted i think it was hard the, in the beginning but now we're kind of getting into the groove of things so marissa would you like to to talk about your family sure um actually listening to you lauren i think we have a lot like the uh, my family's been similar to yours in many ways in that um we've kind of we kind of figured out our like quarantine routine i guess you would call it and kind of got adjusted but more recently the confusing part has been like how much we should like slowly start getting back to like um regular activities that are kind of opening up now um and in regards to working each of us like myself and my mom are going back to work too my mom already started going back to work in person um and it's all kind of like at different levels and at different times but um we're definitely 
all kind of anxious um, to go back. But, you know, I'm grateful to have to be with all my family so that, you know, we can talk about um, our anxiousness and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And how about your siblings? How have they adjusted to like online schooling? And especially one of your sisters is graduating high school this year. So how has she been adapting to maybe just like not getting closure, not getting to end the end off the, the year with her friends? How's that been? Yeah, honestly, it just, it really sucks for her. <laughs> um, I feel um, they're trying to make the most of it. So they're still doing like the virtual um, ceremonies and things like that. And um, all her friends are very sad though. They just kind of like trying to celebrate however they can. And I think they're trying to like plan things later on, maybe in the summer when they can get together. Um, but I just, I can't imagine, like, if this was my grade 12 year, it'd be very sad. <laughs> yeah, especially our school really goes all out with graduation ceremonies, and, oh, it would be really hard, because I feel like that's, the like, grade, grade 11, 12 transition. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh, all good. What's that? Oh, I was just saying, like, the grade 11 and 12, like, Kendall Rose Exchange. Like, I feel like a lot of people actually really look forward to that. So it does suck that they don't get to do it. Yeah, and it's something that I feel like even in grade eight, you look forward to it every year because you see it every year. And then when it's finally your turn and now you don't even get that opportunity, that's really hard. But at least our school, like Marissa was telling us earlier, you guys are still able to like take pictures in the courtyard, even though like 10 at a time, you said, right? So. Yes. So they're definitely like trying to make accommodations and like do what they can. So I mentioned before that they're doing like a drive-through grad where they like drive through and get their diploma. So at least it's something, you know, like to commemorate the day and you can still be with your like close family. Congrats to your sister, Sarah. Is it that one? Yep. <laughs> sisters, so it's hard to keep track. But okay, Jing, let's go to you. Um, so it was, it, my mom was definitely, like, very anxious when, even before, like, it hit Vancouver, like, she, she has, like, a group chat with all of our aunts and everything, and it's kind of, like, a panic chat, like, they always just send each other, like, worrying news, and, like, oh, pay attention to this, because this might happen, um, so she prepared for it way in advance, and she stocked up on a lot of supplies and like prepared for the lockdown even in like February before like the first case was announced here um so she completely like didn't go out at all for like a month except to like take out the garbage maybe but she's been she's been stocking up on like cleaning supplies and she's been or I guess she was like it's better now that it's kind of eased out a bit but at the beginning, she was definitely, like, cleaning every other day, bleaching the floors every day. And, like, at one point, like, I was getting, like, quite annoyed because, like, we all know the situation. And I think, like, her anxiousness only made me more annoyed because I'm like, Mom, calm down. Like, we're not going out. There's no need for you to act as if we're going out to clubs every day, right? that's kind of her way of like coping with like the stress and anxiety of this time so 
like I kind of realized like oh I just have to let her do whatever she needs to do to um give herself peace of mind and if that's cleaning and bleaching every day and like diffusing vinegar to pure the air like I just have to let her do it because if I try and prevent her from doing that then she's just gonna get more mad so um but my dad's been he's been like pretty easy to convince I guess but he also he likes to do his own thing a lot so like he will go out and like go to a park and like play tennis and stuff and he'll come home and then my mom is like oh make sure you disinfect your tennis racket make sure you throw away the balls and wash your hands and everything and like he does it so I think because he also knows that like if he doesn't do it she'll only get more mad um but since like we're we're like Vancouver is kind of easing up a bit. She's also um, become less anxious. So like she actually took like an early morning trip to Tawasin Mills, even though like everything was closed and there was no one there. But like, I guess that's a good sign that she like feels comfortable going out. Um, and like she has been doing like weekly grocery runs too, but she will like completely head to toe, like cover every part of her body just like just in case and well it's like you gotta let her do what she needs to do right like I can't judge her for that oh totally and good thing we're not in like the the middle of summer so she's not melting in, in her head it's outerwear but yeah. I definitely can relate to you on because uh, I think everyone maybe has experienced like dealing with a more anxious family member this is a very uncertain time so it I think we're all just trying to figure out what this means for for everyone. But like you, Jang, I feel like the thing that has worked best for me is kind of just let them do whatever puts them at ease. Um, because at the end of the day, we want to try to instill harmony in our household and coexist with one another. And if that means like doing things that maybe I see as irrational or illogical, um, just respecting like what what anyone decides to do as long as it's not harmful to others but it's definitely it, it, it can bring up feelings of frustration when you're just thinking like I don't know if this is gonna be if it is the most safe or like what the reasoning is behind it but I think I've just realized that you know what you just gotta let them do whatever so like even if I go grocery shopping sometimes my dad will like distance from me in our house and I don't know if I would do that, like, say, if my, like, if it was the other way around, but just seeing that, okay, if this puts them at ease, and if this creates harmony in our household, then that's the least that I can do. Okay, my next question for you guys is, what have you been doing with your family during the pandemic? Marissa, go ahead. I think um, a lot of the things we're doing are just really random activities that we never had time to do before like um like origami or like sewing and making clothes like literally making clothes which is pretty cool and fun but like i would never have done that pre-quarantine like the times that we had before um and i guess also my sisters have started this like little side hustle thing going on where uh we we got a bunch of succulent plants that have been growing in my grandma's garden and they planted them in these little teacups and it's very cute and then so they're selling that. So that has been fun to work on together. 
How much does she sell each one for? Oh, I don't know. That's they're doing that. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. They're calling it quarantine sucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you said your mom came up with that one. Oh yeah. Yep. But then you got to change it once we're out of quarantine. I know. That's why I was like, you guys got to start selling these things right now. <laughs> They're like making an Instagram page or something. But yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. And your sisters are like in grade 10. Like they're, they're young and they're already entrepreneurs. So but I think it's because they can't work right now. Like they are looking for summer jobs. And so they're like, how are we going to make money? <laughs> Figure out some ways. So Jang, what have you been doing with your family? Um, we're not, you, we're not like the closest family, but I th definitely think like, we just got, my uncle just gave us a new barbecue. So my dad's been really excited to use that. And he's been buying a lot of like seafood and like trying to, like it's not the best when he cooks it, but he tries and it's kind of cute. But, um, for Mother's Day, he like got a, he bought like a couple fillets of salmon, a bunch of shrimp and crab and everything and we had like a seafood feast um and we like brought a table outside and brought up our chairs too um so all four of us kind of had like a mother's day feast outside and which is something that we hadn't ever done before um and we actually we honestly like haven't sat down as a family before and eaten in like quite a while um so that was like really nice to do and me and my sister were kind of saying how like we'd never done it before and like it was really cute um so that was fun and also since our kitchen is being renovated um when we go get takeout I'll usually like go with my dad to pick it up and like honestly it's it sounds kind of like weird but like I think that's kind of brought us closer because like, we have like just small banter in the car and everything um yeah I think that's it's kind of funny because like I feel like for the typical person that's like oh what like just a regular day but like honestly as a family we don't really spend that much time together um so in a way like it's brought us closer um this whole situation um but like for my parents I think they just see it as like a typical like I'm a deep thinker so when I'm with my dad I'm always like oh like this is kind of cute what we're doing but I don't think he really cares <laughs> he maybe he doesn't show it but I bet he he also values it as well and let me just say, so Jang, she sent us a picture of her Mother's Day feast of like all this seafood. I'll include a, a picture in the video, but I was like, wow, is your extended family coming over? Like all your cousins? But it was literally just the four of them eating like this feast. Yeah. Uh, I'm amazed if you guys like actually finish that. Like it's very impressive. I think he spent like 200 bucks on seafood. Oh, and there was like clams too. We had a lot. Yeah, seafood is, is pricey, so it makes sense. So, next question is, I want to learn more about how have your day-to-day -day lives changed? So, Marissa, you mentioned that you have a morning routine, so I want to hear about that. Yes, I do. It's a, definitely a work in progress. I'm still kind of updating it as I go, but basically... Um, I didn't really have any sort of routine in the morning before quarantine. It was kind of like a get up and go to school, like really fast. I don't really eat breakfast, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then when quarantine started, at the beginning, it was kind of like I, I just slept whenever I wanted and I woke up at whatever time and like 
didn't really change. I just slept in my pajamas all day and ate whenever I wanted to, um, which was fine for the beginning. But then I started feeling like, you know, the days were passing by and I wasn't being productive at all. Like I didn't feel like I was doing anything really. And it was like kind of a over long vacation sort of thing. So um, I decided to start a little bit of a routine, kind of like get up at the same time every morning. Um, and then sometimes I'll do like a little bit of activity. So a little bit of yoga, like 10 minutes or so. Um, and prayers and meditation. And then I start my day. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like refreshed? Like, do you feel better about yourself since starting yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. So when I first started, I, I was just trying it and I didn't really know if it would actually do anything for me. Um, but I do notice now, like, there'll be some days where I won't do, like, meditate in the morning because I don't have time. And I do notice a difference between that and the days that I actually do the routine. So I think it's definitely helping. Oh, and also in the routine, I um, I set my intentions for the day, so kind of like my targets. And so that's kind of how I've been trying to like keep track of my productivity. So, you know, some days if I get everything done, then that's a good, like it's a win, like it's a good day, like I got at least those things that I wanted to do done for that day. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. And because you're saying how before you didn't have much like structure. So do you feel like now with more structure, like it sets your day to be more productive? Or how do you feel like it's changed your uh, routine? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think I'm able to do a lot of different things rather than just like doing schoolwork all day. And then that's it. Um, I'm able to kind of like I fit in, you know, exercise like all that like other kinds of things that I didn't really do before this time mm -hmm. um, and I think a big change too is that the mornings help me be more present throughout the day like I have a good mindset going in towards the day so it affects everything I do after the morning yeah and you were talking about trying meditation for the first time what has mm -hmm. that experience been like mm -hmm. It's been very interesting so far. Um, I So the reason why I wanted to do it initially was to be more present in general. Um, and so I started researching about it a lot and I downloaded Headspace, the meditation app. So I've been trying to do meditate about 10 minutes every morning. Um, and I found it's interesting because I thought it would be like people meditate to stop thinking about other things like to kind of like focus their thoughts more but for me i don't know if this is for everybody but for me it's not about stopping your thoughts but like kind of just being aware of them and um, being more at ease with your mind in general so mm -hmm. if you're aware of your thoughts and feelings and like observing them as these thoughts come and go you're just you have for me it gives me a sense of calmness and stillness I don't know if it sounds like it makes sense but that's just how my experience has been so far and so just that 10 minutes helps me like become have a calm demeanor and then start the day that way yeah it makes sure. sense I feel like a lot of people like when they or like for example people who don't do that when people say like how do I achieve 
like presence or how do I achieve like serendipity or whatever like it's so it's such like an abstract concept but like once you actually start doing it I think people become more aware of it and like oh this is like what it feels like you know yeah it's very hard to describe I find um and I don't think I'll ever like find a date where it's like yes I've reached my goal like um of meditation and then that's it you know it's just that forever sort of journey yeah thing. I love that everything that you said I think it's common for people to think that meditation is about clearing your mind um, which is totally not what it is because it's impossible to, to stop your thoughts or to get rid of everything. But exactly what you said, it's simply a practice of observation and see like what happens when you just sit down, like what kind of thoughts come up. And so I really like how you described it like that. And you're totally right, Jing. Like, I don't think it, it's, it's difficult because it's not something that's quantifiable. Like you'll, it's not something where like you're running, you can get faster and you can see uh objective results both meditation it's very subjective like the experience that you feel so marissa so do you feel like before when you started meditating versus now do you feel a significant or do you feel any kind of difference mentally mentally in general mentally um i do i i find that um because a lot of so there's like a basics pack. I don't know if you've ever tried the Headspace app, but there's a basics package at the beginning that kind of teaches you like the different techniques you can use um, during, during meditation. And then the guy is always like, it's okay if your mind wanders, but just be aware of that and then slowly bring it back to what you're supposed to be focusing on. So I find that I do that now. Um, like I'm more aware of it now. Like if I'm trying to do an assignment or something and then um, I kind of get preoccupied with like, oh, I have to do this for work later, like all these things. I recognize that my mind has like kind of got distracted and then I bring it back. And that transition of going back to what I'm focusing on has gradually become a little bit easier, I find. Jing, what about you? Um, so pre-quarantine, I pretty much had a routine of like school and then go work out at gym and then work on school again. But since the gym closed, it's been like kind of hard getting in because that like physical activity is such a big part of like my day-to-day -day life. So not having that was like pretty tough and I had to figure out how I was going to get that. Um, so like the first few weeks of quarantine, I didn't really do much and I definitely saw like my mental health start to go down a bit because I was just like getting really lazy and like kind of like feeling sorry for myself that the gym was closed um but then I started like I have a road bike so I've been biking every well I guess before the summer semester started I was going on like pretty long rides every other day um so that was like my physical activity um but then since school started it's been kind of hard we're only in the second week but I've kind of told myself every Friday to go on like a a really like an extended long ride so last week I did 103 kilometers um so that was and then I felt like awesome about myself after that so I don't like I don't think I'll be able to fit in like a big ride every other day now just because like I have a lot of work to do um but I think 
like Fridays and probably like one of the weekends, um, those will be my two days of like hardcore physical activity. Um, and then outside of that, just like doing a lot of schoolwork, it's kind of hard having school all online and especially like when I'm only at home and I can't go to like a coffee shop or something. Mm -hmm. um, I've definitely noticed like my attention, my attention is very short, my attention span. Um, and then I was actually thinking like a couple days ago, like, oh, how can I fix this? Because already in the first week of school last week, I was like, oh God, I don't know how I'm going to get through four more months of me treat approaching this summer school the way I have been. So I've been telling myself, and I have been like going on like half an hour to 45 minute walks every morning, just to like clear my head. And so I'm not worrying about like physical activity throughout the whole day. Um, so I've been doing that every morning and I have noticed a little bit that my attention spans better. Um, but I think in general, like, it's just going to be really hard this semester doing everything online, especially if like, I can't go to a coffee shop and sit down and do work. Um, so then everything just happens in my room or like on my lawn or something. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully like it gets better, but it's been kind of tough focusing on school right now. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people can relate to you, especially if you're doing school from home, because it, the lines are blurred between school and life, because you're probably doing schoolwork where you also, like, video call your friends or you yeah. update your Twitter. Um, by the way, follow, <laughs> follow Chang on Twitter. She posts a lot about the Canucks. Um, <laughs> What do you think would be helpful for you, Jang? Like, what is uh, something that if something were to happen or something were to open would help the whole not feeling motivated in school right now? I think, like, gyms being open again, just because, like, that, that was such a big part of my daily routine. So once gyms open, I feel like I'll get back into that, um, like, December, like, fall 2019 routine. Um, but I'll still, like, have that issue of, like, being trapped at home now, because once coffee shops, or I guess until coffee shops open and I can do my work there, I'm still going to have, like, that at-home mindset of, like, oh my god, I've been sitting at my desk for three hours just doing work. Um, yeah, I think just like, things need to open again. But I'm not like one to like rush to do it too. Cause I, I am like kind of scared that the second wave might be bigger than the first just cause everyone's so eager to get outside again. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, and it's so tempting that the weather is being so much nicer and nicer. So now people are feeling a little bit more antsy. So we're nearing the end of this episode. What kind of takeaways do you have for people that are watching or listening to this, Jang, let's start with you. And you can think about it. And I'll think about I it. I would say, like, respecting others. Like, Dr. Bonnie Henry says it after every press conference, but she always says, be kind, be calm, and be safe. But it's, it's so true because I feel like, especially now, it's so easy for people to, to be mean, right? Because everyone's just angry. Angry at the world, like, angry at the community for not listening. Like, you see a lot of, like, the anti-Asian hate crimes, which just makes my blood boil every time I see those. But I think just, like, respecting one another and, like, 
understanding everyone's or trying to understand people's circumstances. That's perfect. I love that. I think it's 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 very fitting with what we were talking about. Uh, Marissa, do you have anything you want to say? I don't know. I, I heard this article once about they describe this time as called the big pause. Um, and that it's kind of helpful to think of it as like a big pause as a a kind of like a gift, like this time is a gift. And even though there's so many, you know, bad things going on and people are struggling a lot, even just um, with what we talked about today, with like at home and like the difficulties of living with family, I think with those things, everybody has experienced at least one good thing that they've taken out of it or that they've learned from it. So I don't know. I just hope that people will um, remember that and continue to um, keep those in their lives, I guess, after this time. Thank you so much to the both of you for being on this episode. This was so much fun getting to record um, our faces because this is totally new for me. And if you like this episode, then make sure to subscribe on the podcast app or on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you can also subscribe to my channel. Maybe there'll be your video podcast well, there. <laughs> perfect perfect thank you and i post ev episodes every wednesday so tune in next time uh marissa and jang will be here but i'll be here <laughs> okay who knows maybe i'll guest host one day i would love that i you too marissa maybe me and marissa will take over yeah i would love that i think like, i should just put my my i'll still be here but my mic will be on mute and then you guys <laughs> Like the leader on Zoom, then you can like mute people and <laughs> and anyway, okay, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.